Welcome to the Vision Church Podcast. We are so excited to have you with us. We hope this message will encourage and inspire you to walk out your God-given vision. Now here's today's message. A couple of weeks ago, we, we had been praying we, uh, about having a vision conference, which would lead up to 2020 vision uh, in January, you know, talking about moving forward and getting our plan together for next year. And so we were praying about who to have. Initially, it was just going to be like a one-day, maybe a two-day event. And then we decided, and then it just worked out that we were able to do what you call a progressive conference. So it started two weeks ago with Pastor AJ, uh, who came from Tulsa, Oklahoma. He's the executive pastor at Victory Church. He did an amazing job. And he's on our website, by the way. That whole message is on the website. He talked about being expectant, expectancy, and the importance of that. And then, so as we were praying... Joe and Larry just popped up in our heart, and we realized we, we need, how often do you get to sit down with someone like Joe and Larry and really glean and hear from their heart? So without further ado, would you stand up and would you welcome with me to the stage Joe and Lara Donaldson? Come on up, guys. <laughs> we are so honored. I'm telling you, I, I, can't, I was so excited uh, when that you said yes, first of all. Um, but you guys were our great friend. You, you, were, you called me when you found out that we were moving here. And, and you were the first one to reach out to us from North Arkansas. Awesome. <laughs> okay. Aren't they awesome? I doubt Is this that. not an amazing family? And so anyway, so you, I mean, you were so gracious to us and welcomed us to Northwest Arkansas. And we were... Uh, just very honored that you would reach out to us. And we have learned so much from you guys. You know, we've gotten together many times for dinner, and every time we get together, you guys just, without a doubt, you say things that I later journal down, write down in my journal, and think about, meditate on, and hopefully we give you guys a little something to uh, chew on. I'm kind of surprised that you got anything from us, but that's great. <laughs> I feel the same way. I get a lot from y'all. <laughs> And so, so it reminded me of my home church, Tulsa, uh, Victory in Tulsa, when Billy Joe used to have different business leaders come, and he would interview them, and it was a wonderful time being able to hear from them, being able to hear their heart and to glean, and so I think we're ready. How many of you guys are ready this morning to hear? That's awesome. Well, why don't you guys, first of all, just introduce yourselves and, and talk about your and, vision. And real quick before life. that, the furniture is um, provided by Sam's, Sam's Furniture. furniture. Oh, yeah, we noticed you, in the video you. while ago, right. Zach and Becca, like at the very end, they almost, Becca was almost kind of hey. I was so proud of you guys. Y'all got in sync. It takes talent. <laughs> let, let me tell you. <laughs> well, I'm Joe Donaldson, my wife, Lara Donaldson. Uh, I know y'all have seen us around the community probably or... TV billboards, that kind of thing. you'll see more and more of her if you have it on billboards and TV because I'm like trying to get myself out of it because like, look at that. Why would I not like, that will sell a lot more furniture than me. So um, now I'm originally from California, uh, born and raised in the LA area, moved out here in junior high um, when my parents wanted to retire. They did retire, so I'm not sure how we ended up with the furniture store. That's a whole other story, but um, what a blessing it was. Um, and then uh, we got married almost three years ago and uh, now we're just trying to live day by day um, with our business slash ministry and raising our two daughters. Yeah. What did what business were you, was your parents in before that they retired from? Um, so you would know it here in Arkansas, CVS. 
uh, which used to be Long's Drugs. It started on the West Coast. And my dad worked for them for 28 years and was the vice president of the 400 some stores they had on the, on the West Coast. So we came oh, from okay. retail, um, corporate, big retail, um, and just got tired of that. And so he was from Texas. My mom was from Salem Springs. And so this is where we ended up. And it took less than a year after that corporate life. Retirement got boring. Mm-hmm. So he, he wanted to be a fishing guide. Yeah, he actually, he, he was dreaming of winning retirement. And I'm, I'm going to move to Arkansas and be a fishing guide. And he got here and he fished a lot, but didn't realize you can't just go get a boat and start <laughs> showing people where to fish, especially if you like to fish, but you're not really good. And he wasn't that great. <laughs> so he couldn't catch fish. You know, he he great stories, fishing. I'm sure. Um, so he realized he couldn't be a fishing guide after much long. But, so he got bored, got his real estate license, started selling some real estate, and that's how he actually bought a furniture store that someone had called him and said, hey, lists, you know, um, we got this Bob Oaf right down here in downtown Springdale where our first store was, and he was trying to get rid of a current store that he had. And so in talking to him, we, we took it. And now we've got a bigger one. Yeah. Awesome. So, okay, so I, I went to a movie the other night with a couple of guys from the church, and, and who pops up on the screen but Joe, yeah. you know? And, and then I drive, we drive down the street, and who's on the, you know, the billboard? Hey, Joe. In fact, He's we, yeah, everywhere. Well, <laughs> but we used to call you the Mexican Joe down here, you know, right there on 71B oh, yeah. and yeah. 412. <laughs> because, you know, the, the billboard's in Spanish. Uh-huh. So, uh, but, you know, so obviously God has, has brought you to a level of success, and, and we'll talk a little bit about that as far as what God's done. But what would you say has been, if you're going to give us a key ingredient, what would be a key ingredient to the success that you guys are experiencing now? We just sang about it. A whole bunch. We're not capable of, I mean, we're capable, but God gives us everything we got. Um, we've actually just, we've been blessed, absolutely blessed. And we'll talk about that, obviously, this morning, how we got to where we are. Um, I mean, anyone can say there's business owners, I'm sure, in the room. Yeah, we work hard. We've got a dream or a focus, and this is what we're going to accomplish with our business. But we can only take that so far unless we bring God into that picture. Mm-hmm. The moment you bring God in that picture, whole another world. It brings the purpose and the meaning to why you're doing what you're doing. That's why we were created to bring glory to God and to, to, to um, build the kingdom on this earth. That's not naturally the first thing a business owner thinks about, though. I mean, it's, in, it's right. when I was reading through some of your questions, it was kind of like we open businesses, we run businesses to make a living, pay for our house, pay for our car, raise our children. But the moment you flip that role and you start to say, okay, I'm going to use this platform for God first and then my livelihood second, that's exactly where we're at right now, and that's what, that's what we did a few years back, and we're trying to catch up. When did you come to that place? You said, okay, I'm going to flip this. What, what was it that triggered that? That was about three or four years ago, probably about four years ago. Um, our, our business, I mean, we were growing. It was, it was great, good, good furniture store, but you know, I was raised right in a Christian home my whole life, uh, business and Christian, and it intermingles, but typically it's just kind of like churches don't talk about certain things a lot because you're, you're like, oh, I don't want to offend anybody. Well, businesses, you know, outside of Chick-fil-A and Hobby Lobby, most businesses are like, well, I'm going to kind of keep this out. I'm a Christian business. I'm a Christian family, but I'm not going to broadcast it. Mm-hmm. And that was, that was us, and there was nothing wrong with that, but it got to that point where we saw our growth kind of growing a little faster than what we felt we should. Like, okay, we're decent business people, but this is kind of getting ridiculous. Like, let's give credit where credit's due. Let's start, let's start talking about, wow. about God within our business and, and through the things we were doing in the community. And the moment we started, my, my, actually it was my dad, he made the comment, let's, let's, start, let's start tithing out of our business. 
Because a lot of people say, well, you don't, you know, that's, that comes from the personal thing. You get paid from the business and then you tithe. We were getting, we felt like we were getting blessed so much, let's start tithing out of the business. Okay, let's try that. What does that look like? It could be tied directly to the church. It could be supporting good organizations, community events, things like that. So it started with that. And then I just told my dad when we were building the new store we just built four years ago, I said, I'm going to put some Bible verses on the wall inside the store. Is that okay? And he was like, sure. Why not? I mean, it's, I mean that's what we're, we're, we're trying to give credit where it's due. Yeah. So let's, let's put things up to tell people, hey, look, normally look write where we're the at. scriptures on the wall inside, and then we put the plaster on top. Yeah, we did that too. So yeah, there's hundreds of Bible verses written all over the studs of our new building. You can't see it because we sheetrocked over it. But yeah, we, we started it that way and dedicated that business and what its purpose is being number one to honor God and to serve people. I mean, that's what it, at the end of this thing today, that's what it's going to come back to is we're using it to serve people. I didn't come up with this phrase, but I love it in that basically you went from success to significance. That's good. That's and really so good. it gave you the purpose of your life. And, you know, their, church, their, their store, if you've, been, if you've never been in their store, their store is so overtly Christian. We could have a church service in there. The only reason why we don't is Bring because y'all would be on the lazy boys. <laughs> and that would make Zach's job a little harder. But, um, but, yeah, so if you've never been, go just because you just walk into the presence of God. And, walk, and when you walk, pray. I, want, I would love my mother-in-law to just go and just find herself a little nook and sit and pray all day long because the atmosphere is there is great. So wherever you go, you take God with you. You take the light into the darkness. So don't be praying to be taken out of the darkness. No, you are the light in that darkness. And so you pray and you be overtly Christian, Christ-like, Christ-follower, and see what God will do because here's a, a perfect example when you plastered on the wall who you are what you're all about people are going to be drawn to that light well that's something that that i mean we're all raised you know we're christians we grow up saying you know matthew the great commission go out and make disciples of men go be a witness go tell people about the lord but we typically don't say okay here's our business let's let that business do that Mm -hmm. but yes you're, you're supposed to be that example and you're supposed to do that everywhere you go so why not take that platform and say okay i'm going to take this furniture store that gets 35,000 people walking through it a year and I'm going to minister. I don't have to sit there and open a Bible and stand at the door and preach to them. But when they come in, what's that culture of the store, of the salespeople, of of that experience coming in? What's the music you hear? What's the signs? You know, so that doesn't matter what kind of business you have. If you're a Christian, you have a responsibility. I know that's kind of, that's preaching, I guess, but um, you have a responsibility to use whatever doors God's opened for you, whatever platforms you've been given, to use it as a ministry. If you don't want to say, oh, I'm not a preacher, I don't minister. Well, you have a responsibility to serve people, to love people, and to facilitate an opportunity for people to come to Christ through that business. So how did you integrate what you believe and your faith into the culture of uh, Sam's Furniture, because I imagine there was a culture there before. It was all business. I mean, it was it was great. Like I, like I said a while ago, we were raised as a Christian family. The principles were there, but we kept it separate. And I think what where it kicked off or where it started is when my dad my dad was kind of retired. I got out of the service, came back to to work the business, and kind of took over in about 2010. And thank you for your service. <laughs> Absolutely. Yes. Um, yes. And at that time. It just started becoming more apparent that with the growth, we needed to make 
our ministry number one and the business number two. And I think it just started with a couple conversations from my dad saying we need to we need to let people know that we're a Christian family. I think we started you know in interviewing people and bringing people in. You know, we'd, we'd say well, we're we're a Christian family. Obviously, we're not telling you how you need to live, but we want you to know the culture of our store. We open up every day with prayer. We we do things like this, and it's amazing how when you actually start doing that with your business you'll start to attract people that are like-minded. You're not going to push anybody away. You're not going to try to pressure anything to them. But all of a sudden, you'll notice that people that have that same opportunity, have that same vision or dream of using whatever platform they have, they will start to migrate to that. And so through the time, it's just like, Zach, we got Zach at our store. I mean, that's awesome. And I mean, but he's changed the power of one person with a passion. He's not back there opening a Bible saying, everybody sit down and we're going to preach. But just the way that he works, the way that he talks to people, his enthusiasm, the, the things that have impact on people, it changes the culture. And so my dad said, we need to, we've read books. You know, if you're in business, there's business people here. You read books. I've read hundreds of books on the best salesman of the world and the best this of the world and how to get the best ROI on this. You can read all those you want. But the moment you say, okay, God, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to make the culture of our business revolve around serving you and serving people... And then we'll live off of whatever's left. It's kind of like tithing. We'll give you the first 10%, and then we'll figure out a way to live on the other 90. The moment you take your business and say, this is its purpose, and then what, what we'll do is we'll live off of what's left. Well, some people, most business people, that would probably scare to death to, to start that trend. But my dad started that conversation, and I said, all right, let's do it. We were building the new store, and it started with signs. It started with, let's change the music. Let's change... Um, it's changed the way we are in the community. Instead of promoting, I mean, you talk about billboards and TV and all kind of stuff, and we have all that out there. Um, but here's a neat statistic, and I we're jumping all around probably the agenda that you had. But You're killing about six of my um, questions, but it's okay. <laughs> <laughs> we built the new store we have right now in 2016. We were in the old location for about 16 years and grew it to X amount of volume. And in the business world, you know, you spend so much on your building, so much on advertising, so much on this kind of stuff. I'm right now, our business is three times the volume it was four years ago. It took us almost 20 years to get there, and then now we've tripled it in three years. But here's the, here's the really powerful thing. I'm not spending a dollar more on TV than I was then, a dollar more on billboards, radio, print, newspaper, direct mail, all the normal advertising things. I'm spending, I'm the same budget now as I was in 2015 before we moved, yet three times the volume. And people say, well, that don't make any sense. That's not right. Well, it's God, but here's what we have added to the budget. This year, we'll have put nearly $600,000 into ministry in one year. So that should have been more TV or more billboards, but instead, we changed the direction with my, my dad's thinking, saying, let's, let's try to use this platform for a different primary agenda. We're going to make a living. Let's not focus on what that living is, but let me tell you. I live better than I ever have before. I don't do anything different except put God first in the business. Well, you've got a beautiful wow. wife who's, yeah. who, who's oh, compliments that's, yeah, that's, you. <laughs> yeah. that helps. But I was looking at Lara when, when you were talking about changing the culture of the, of the company. And, and Lara was also within that last four years. So what did it look like for you? How are you helping him? You don't have to go into the, 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 the private conversations that you guys have had about it, but what, how have you... How did, how did you, you see the culture and how did together. you culture and how did you blend and change the culture? Yeah, so it's um, 
Wow, it's That's been, been fun. <laughs> real fun. So um, just something about us that a lot of people don't don't know is that we will only have been married three years um, next month. So so we have not been together that long. And we were talking about it on the way up here because, uh, you know, some of the questions are about the past and, and how the, the company has changed, you know, in the past four years. I haven't been around, and honestly, I didn't know Sam's furniture before we got married, so... Um, it's probably a good thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's great. So, um, so I didn't know much of it, but just from, you know, I've been there for, for two and a half years, three years now, since the new store opened, um, and the dynamic has changed even through our employees because of the outreach that we've done. Because like we just hired a lady here recently who she was like, I, I quit my job so that I could come and work at Sam's Furniture because I know what you guys are doing for the community. Wow. And so it's, we're actually, you know, um, being magnets for people who are wanting to change the culture in the community. Maybe they don't know how, so they come to work for us. And, and through our company, they are making a huge impact as well. Yeah. So now, Lara, where do you get your furniture now? I get it at Sam. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> but you mentioned blending, uh, how, how we blended or how she blended into that. And it's, we, were, we mentioned that this morning driving up. We came from two different worlds. When it, I mean, we were both raised, if we look at, you know, from birth to now, both raised in Christian homes, both raised in business homes. Her parents are self-employed and have their business as well. But with a difference, you know, my dad coming from that corporate world or came in from wherever, you know, whatever gave it to him, God probably, the drive and the, the mission was different. Um, how do you say this? I mean... Say it gently, please. <laughs> <laughs> no, but like, you know, we've been married three years, three and a half years, so it's like we're still growing through that. Um, and, of course, I was married before. I've got a 19-year-old daughter, and she has a, we have now, um, she's 14. So we had to blend our families. And that's, you know, as you know, that's, that's a challenge sometimes, but it's, it's been a remarkable transition, and the kids love each other and all that kind of stuff, so that the personal side's worked out just amazingly. God has definitely been in that. But then you bring this business dynamic, and at the time she's coming in, that's the, that's the, the odd part of the story is people think, how long has this ministry been part of Sam's Furniture? About three, three and a half years. How long have you guys been together? Three, three and a half years. Like, that was all transitioning at the same time. And she came from the business world. It's, a, it's more of a, you know, her dad has a couple different businesses, and it's a Monday through Friday, 8 to 5 kind of business. And I worked and, for them. And she worked, worked for, for them. So it's a family company a, to a family company, yeah, but um, totally different. But really laid back, really chill, you know, and then she marries into this guy that we drive down the road and like I see an empty building that says for lease and I'm thinking what could I do there you know I'm just my brain never stops do you have vision for those oh. buildings because vision oh gosh, needs yes. buildings yes <laughs> there you that's go that's a vision building um, so that entrepreneurial mind that that dreamer you know and I, literally there's been times I've said we've been on a long trip or something and I say two or three things that day and then we get home that night and like right before we go to bed she's like so what are we going to do we're, we're leasing that building we're going to I was like oh babe that was just like a thought <laughs> But I'm, I'm constantly thinking about that next opportunity or the next door that may be open. I'm not forcing them, but my dad was so just, I mean, from that corporate world, I mean, that from 400 stores and 22,000 employees, it's a, it was a different scale than what she was raised in and, and used to in business. So then she comes in, 
and we get married, and then we just start all these community events. We, we're just going 90 to nothing. You talk about work 180 life. 180 life change yeah. for my daughter and I. <laughs> work, now, sure. work life balance. <laughs> now, tell what was your, you were involved in the community before. Talk, tell us what, what your involvement was because you brought a great dynamic that added to Sam's Furniture that really helped catapult your community uh, involvement. Sure. So um, I kind of, very quickly, brief background. Um, I was a single mom at 16, and my first marriage was Joe just a few years ago. And so, um, you know, I spent the first five years of her life trying to be a stay-at-home mom, but still... Uh, having an income. And so I um, I worked events. I did that for four years. I planned weddings and corporate events um, so that um, I gained a lot of knowledge for that. But then when she went to kindergarten, I'm like, oh, I can actually work days now. This is fantastic. So I, that's when I started working in my family's company. And, um, and I did sales through my family's company. And that's how I got involved in the community as far as um, do, going to different networking events, trying to sell our products. So it, it looks like my job now looks a lot different than what it used to, but just praise God that he put me through both those completely different um, types of you know, careers, because I'm now blending both of what I've learned from doing events and then from selling um, product and being out in the community to do what we do with Sam's Furniture. So, what's give me a practical way that that we can get involved in community at more of a grassroots level? Um, you just want to chambers. Be uh, definitely join your local chamber because um, we you will meet so many people there. And I tell you this because I had to learn this the hard way. Um, when going, don't sell your product. Get to know the people. Get involved in their lives. Learn their hearts. Learn their needs. Because if without relationship, you will not build any kind of business. If you don't start with a relationship, you need to earn people's trust first. And wh where did wow. you guys meet? I know the answer. Rotary, Rotary Club. Yes. Springdale Rotary Club, which now meets here on yeah. Mondays over lunch. Mm, yeah. That's, that's who we set up guest. for every Sunday. <laughs> we don't have to set up today, by the way, guys. Yay. Yeah. We don't meet tomorrow. But next week, if you want to come, let me know. We do that to bless the Rotary. We actually sew into the Rotary. So, so uh, okay, so one more, one more thought. Because you, you have totally killed a lot of my, commercial, my, uh, a lot of my questions here. <laughs> But talk a little bit about family workflow uh, balance, you know, because you guys, you guys are going, these guys, okay. When was the, I'm last, start that when one was the last time you, you were home? I'm going to put that in. Yeah, when was the last time you were home? That's a great question. Okay, like so they don't know. Sleeping at home or yeah, like? Yeah, sleeping oh, at home. Oh, we sleep at home oh. a lot. We don't too much else at home. Okay. Yeah, um, Work-life balance. That, that hits that blending, getting married and blending the businesses mm -hmm. and stuff too. Um, we came from different backgrounds. So work-life balance in my family was Work. 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 I mean, you've been given a platform, do something, accomplish something with it. And that really changed. Growing up, it was, it was hard work to make a good living and take care of your family and your kids. And then four years ago, when my dad and me were having those conversations and things started changing, let's use this business for ministry, then it changes, okay, God gave us a platform. He gave us an open door. I go back, and my dad mentioned this to me many times, the story of the talents, the, the guys in the Bible, the talents. What do you do with what you've been given? 
You go bury it, you go hide it, you go protect it, or do you sow it and you do something with it? So I'm an absolute, that's my biggest message out there for anybody. At whatever level you're at, you've been given, you have a platform, you have a door, you have something. I firmly believe that Sam's Furniture, not only is the largest store in Arkansas, we're now like number 38 in the country. It's, it's crazy, and it's not us, and we didn't know, I mean, we just worked it. You honored God. But we were given that platform. If we don't sow it and we don't use it for ministry, I honestly believe it's going to be taken away. Wow. So that mindset was the forefront of everything I was, my being, when we first got together. But hers was raising her daughter and by herself. Me. And that, <laughs> that family time and that at 5 o'clock, 5.30, you're off and you go home and you cuddle and you play Disney movies and you, you dance around the living rooms, and which we do with Nevaeh still, and it's so much fun. <laughs> but, I mean, I was at the dining table at 8 o'clock at night calculating and figuring what's the next thing that we can do to serve people. So there's no, there's no right or wrong in either one of those. But blending that has its challenges, and we're still walking through those now. We just had that work-life balance conversation just a couple weeks ago when someone asked us, or maybe it was re reading your question, she goes, we don't have a work-life balance. I was like, yeah, we do. We have to work on it, though. Because my DNA, if I'm awake, I'm thinking, and especially now with my new mindset, how can I take the platform and go serve you or go serve that person or go find a need and take it out and take care of it? And sometimes that drive will overtake family night mm -hmm. or that time. Mm -hmm. And so there, there definitely has to be a balance there, and we're, we're talking about that and working through that. But as we get older, I think it's important because Nevaeh, we've taken her to, to Africa twice this last few years. I was just going to go there. I think it's important that we teach our young people what they need to be doing. Mm -hmm. So not to, so, and then Nevaeh is even getting in the last four years, three and a half years we've been together, she's changed her perspective now. She, she'll get a little antsy and she'll get frustrated when you can tell like we've been traveling a lot or we're doing a lot of events. It's like, you guys are never home. Okay, we need to, we need to look at our schedule the next couple of weeks and we need to find some time to love on her and do some stuff together. But at the same time, we need to say, you know, you're a 14-year-old that is living an amazing, blessed life. We have a responsibility to do something with that life we've been given. And she is grasping that perspective. Mm -hmm. And like literally after the first trip of Africa, and you can talk about this, but from who she was, she's been an amazing kid from what I've heard even when she was younger. And since we've been together, she's amazing. But her goals, the way she talks about the future is different now. I don't know if you want to say anything. Yeah, like her, um, her, she's always had a servant's heart, um, but coming back from that, you can just tell the, the difference of perspective of her um, wants and versus needs um, and the way that she She'll gives She'll catch back. herself, yeah. like saying, I need, yeah. oh wait, no, I want. Yes, you know, and there's never a, oh, I'm starving. You're not starving. You're just very hungry. Like we know people personally now who are starving. So it, that has changed a lot. And it also changed her um, mindset of her career path. I mean, she really does want to do something, um, you know, some type of public speaking through ministry and, and missions. So She was the baker when I first met her. Yes. She was baking <laughs> for missions. But I think part of that, that balance, so many times people think, well, it's, it's, church or it's ministry or it's home or this this or that i grew up in the ministry full-time myself but do we do we sometimes compartmentalize our christianity well i'm a christian Absolutely. on sundays but during the week i'm 
It's part-time. It's you fill in the blank. It's, it's all the time I'm a Christian, so it's all the time I'm in ministry. I'm, I'm stopping and I'm reaching out to that person on a Tuesday. Well, wait, it's not a Wednesday night small group. Well, reach out to them. Bring them to the small group. But one, you, you, you touched on something with Nevaeh that Phil and I have always done. Before we got pregnant with, with Rebecca, I, we had to make the decision of, oh, how we're going to do this because we were in full-time ministry together and I talked to a mentor of mine who had four children and she said you can have whatever you want you can stay at home with the babies or it's a harder road to hoe you can take them with you and I went I'm game for that so we took Becca and Zach with us everywhere we went and that meant overseas that meant uh, down the road that meant uh, to grandma and grandpa's house wherever we went now yet was it a harder road to hoe it was it's harder to pack them all up and go but it's different seasons and once they get old enough to tie their own shoes or buckle themselves in the car seat or whatever you know or the car then it just get it to go but 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 they they saw and Nevea will see that your miracle is the family miracle it's not just a mom and dad answer to prayer it's the family answer to prayer and you can't talk a kid out of their own miracle of their own experience they're not just watching as an example they are the example to the nations and your children are marked by god when you dedicate them when when, when god blesses um, a, a godly dad mother and father with a child they're like arrows and they're already beyond us our kids are on our shoulders they're already beyond us. No longer are they hearing, oh, your parents are this and your parents are that. No, it's, wow, look at what God's doing in Zach and Becca and Nevaeh and, and your children. Put your children's name into it. You may, but you may be thinking, well, it's too late. I've already raised my kids. No. If you're their mom, you're always their mom. If you're their dad, you're always their dad. So you can still shoot those arrows beyond you, but get the word of God and, and include them in what God's doing in your life all the time. You said something that's key in that, and that's, you know, a lot of us tend to think, okay, church on Sundays, that's, that's our thing. Family, okay, that's our thing at night. Okay, business or work, that's our thing during the day, and they're separated. They're compartmentalized. And there's nothing wrong with that thinking to a level, but if you really love God and you, and you really believe that we are here, we're all pastors, if you've raised your hand and you've accepted Christ and you've been baptized and you said, I'm a Christian and I'm going to heaven, it don't matter what you're doing, day, night, weekend, weekday, every time you're awake, you've got a responsibility when you come in contact with people to be a minister, to be a pastor. We're all, I mean, you're pastors of you're a church. I'm not somewhere. pastors of a church, but my platform is a big platform and I come in contact with tons of people and tons of organizations. And so part of that blending thing is, you know, I'm trying to show her that's how I believe, and she sees it because she's experiencing it too. We have responsibility with our children as well. Everywhere we're going, yes, this may be a day off, but those people that we're talking to, we have responsibility to serve them and love them and somehow implant Christ into them. Right. And that, to me, and that just happened the last four years when we're talking about the transition of the new story, and at the same time was when my dad was passing, and I was trying to take his ideas and run with them even further than we had even talked about. Now I'm 100% sold out to the idea that Sam's Furniture, that store, any other businesses that we're involved in, we do some real estate stuff too. Everything that we do is to try to find another way to serve and love people first. And then we're going to make a living. 
Well, you no use the word implant, but I, th I see you guys as a couple that, that you're very infectious. And so you're infecting. She's really infectious. This is her personality. You are, you, are in, you are infecting everyone you come in contact with the love of God, the encouragement. And you can't talk to you guys without hearing about God, what God's doing in your life. And so just keep it up. But, but we need to infect. We need to be infectious and infect our communities. Yeah, one, one last thing I wanted to bring up because I felt like it was real important was, uh, Larry, you had, you had come up. I was volunteering at Loving Choices. Um, we were, I was doing the sign-in table, and you came up, and there was a nice lady next to me that said, I love you in the television commercials. You know, you just do such a great job, and it's amazing. And you said, I am so out of my comfort zone on that. And what I wanted you to she do She doesn't was, like this. <laughs> she doesn't like this either. Well, we're glad that you... Well, get over yourself, girl. <laughs> but you... But I wanted you to speak... To, for a moment about what what do you do to overcome that you know how do you overcome getting in front of the camera getting on radio yeah, exactly. doing these interviews <laughs> um Don't blame yes me. so it's all joe's fault <laughs> um Honestly, so this is terrifying to me. The first commercial that I ever shot, like, I, so when Joe and I got married, everyone was like, oh, he totally needs to put you on the commercials. I was like, I made him swear he would never put me on the commercials if I married him. That was one of my contingencies. Um, and look at me now. So it... Um, it wasn't in the, like, marriage decree. Right. So I'm not bound by I it. Didn't I didn't mean, make I him sign a contract. So there you go. Make them sign a contract. Um... So it, yes, this is very, very, very much out of my comfort zone. I am a one-on-one -on -one person, and I love people. I love to speak with people. I love to learn their heart, um, what their passions are, what their desires are, how they want to serve, and I, you know, try and foster relationships that way. Um, so that's really kind of where my heart is and why I was so excited to work at Sam's, because that's a lot of what I do. Um, but... Joe, like he, he said, you know, this is our responsibility. It's our responsibility to take platforms and opportunities that we're given and to just run with them for the best of our abilities. Um, and so, like right now, I'm sweating, I'm shaking being up here speaking to you, but it's by the grace of God that I'm even able to articulate any words because we talked through some of these questions like on the way up here, and I'm like, okay, I could say that, you know, this will be good. And then I sat there and was like, they were introducing us, and I walk up and I'm thinking, I totally forgot everything that I was gonna say. And so it's all she's lot. reading me the questions, like, okay, cool, that's good. She's like, what are you gonna say? I'm like, oh, I'll figure I'll just, out when I get there. I come out. <laughs> and so just, um, you know, I pray every day for an open heart for opportunities, even though I am terrified. And Holy Spirit, please work through me to say yes to opportunities, which is what Joe does on a daily basis, and to really just um, follow his leading on, hey, this is a way that we can impact people. This is a way that, you know, I know that this is way out of your comfort zone, but someone could really get something out of this. So if you just put yourself on the back burner and let God lead you, then it's going to work out perfect and it's going to be to his glory. So I heard it said this week and it just dropped the mic in my life. We view our ministry as what we're good at. God views our ministry as what we're not good at. Think about it. Because the Holy Spirit 
wants to flow through us. If we can do it, like Joe said earlier, we're, we're capable. We can get up here. We can talk. But Holy Spirit wants to talk through us. And so we've got to come to that place. Go ahead and keys. Come on up, Becca. Um, we've got to get to that place where it's, it's Jesus is my center. Okay, Jesus, what do you want to do today? I'm going, I'm walking this road with you. And so you may think, well, I don't know if I could do that. But it's a thought in your mind. Who, who put that thought in, in your mind? Holy Spirit starts, he sows the seeds. And he wants you to water the seed and to say yes. And, and um, Lara was talking about being a servant. And being a servant, that, that's he who waits upon the Lord will renew, his strength will be renewed. Waiting is not, oh, I'm waiting, God, come on. Waiting is serving. Being a waiter, waitress, a server. So let's start serving. I see you're going so to say you, something. You go ahead. Minutes. I know we're out of time, but we're the guest speakers, right? So we can go over. Is that we're just you got it. Five more minutes. Five more minutes. <laughs> Jeremiah 29:11. For He knows His plans for us. I've been in business my whole life. I was homeschooled when I was young, and I was at CVS stocking shelves as a kid, and I knew I was going to be a businessman. I knew. And I had a pretty sure I was going to be a successful businessman. My dad always told me, because I got it. I understood business. And that was my drive for so long. And we do that. We see our talents, or our, which are all given to us by him, but we see the platforms, we see the things that we're doing, and we're like, okay, here's my plan. Here's what I'm going to accomplish with this. It's not us choosing to make this a ministry. God pretty much told us, hey, look what I've given you. I've got a plan for it. It's his plan. And so we have to be careful with those, those platforms and, and, and making our own plans of it as well. Whatever we have, wherever you're at, whatever you're going through as far as prayer for your vision or your purpose, you have a platform, whether it's a business, whether it's a connection, a relationship, there's, some, there's something going on in your life right now because it's going on in mine daily that there's a plan, that God has a plan for that moment, for that connection that business that platform that you have and i can promise you it is way bigger than the plan you may have for it yourself because mine and my dad's conversation let's use this business for ministry oh wow can we do that can we actually i mean can this thing be a church it's not a church but it's accomplishing what some churches do and so but that wasn't our original plan it was to build a business and it is a business but now because God's plan for it was actually bigger than ours. So we had to open up to that and, and be ready to receive that. So a couple of things I wanted to do uh, this morning. You know, as, as we were going through, I was listening to you guys talk. There were a couple of things that I wanted each of you, if you don't mind, I would love for you to pray over. One was I felt there's business guys in here today. Whether you own a business, whether you don't own a business, it doesn't matter. But you... You've been listening to Joe, and you're saying, you know what, Joe? I want to be like Elisha. I would like you to pray for me. I'm going to ask you to just stand where you are because that Elijah anointing is on Joe. <laughs> and, and I just want him to pray over you. So if that's you, would you mind just standing up? And everybody's in business because you, you, you may be thinking, well, get out of my business. Everybody's got business going on. Hey. So... And it doesn't mean you're not doing things good. It doesn't mean anything about how you're operating a business. Mm -hmm. But there's, a, there's an anointing on Joe's life. Yeah. And I, I, so I wanted to, Joe yeah. to pray for that. But here's the other thing that I wanted, that I felt to pray for, is Lara has transitioned here. 
she she has she hasn't become victim to the culture she has changed the culture in her mind in her heart and she has walked into her anointing next to Joe I mean they're partners in this deal but what I felt like there was people here that you haven't stepped out you're holding back because you're scared what if I mess up what if I make a poor business decision what if I buy the wrong thing what if I invest in the wrong thing what if I what if what if what if what if what if and you need to quit asking what if and you need <laughs> to be willing to take a risk. Start asking how. God, how? How, how can I how can I do God? this? But I felt like you were holding back and if that's you, I'd like you to stand because I'm going to I'm gonna, I'm going to ask Lara if she would be willing to pray for you. If that's you, go ahead and stand up. I'm standing. Will you? Stand up. Amen. Praise God. Praise God. So I'm going to ask Joe to pray, and then Larry, if you wouldn't mind praying uh, as well. We were just so honored. These guys left Branson. They were in Branson this morning, went there for a birthday, and f- drove over here so they could be here for this. And then after this is over, they're driving right back to Branson. And then I got to thinking, wait a minute, next Friday is Black Friday. And these guys are willing to come and to speak to us. So I, Ministry first. I'm telling you, we're just so honored. So would you guys pray? Let's Absolutely. bow our head. Lord, we just thank you for this time, this day, Lord. We thank you for your grace, your blessings, redemption. Lord, just thank you for the story of salvation, the reason we're all here today, Lord. Um, it's an absolute honor to come today and, and uh, just talk about what you've done in our business and our lives personally, Lord. And I just ask that uh, you touch the hearts of anybody in here right now that is that is questioning where they're at with a platform, Lord, or an opportunity to serve you, Lord. This room is full of people that, that have platforms and that love you and that want to make a difference, want to serve people. Lord, we just ask that you just intervene in their mind and their heart and give them a peace about knowing they have the capability to impact and to serve people in a mighty way. It just takes you being the number one. It takes you being... The, the purpose in the forefront of that mission or that open door, that platform that they may have. Um, just as it, as it has been with us, Lord, just, just taking our business and saying, okay, God, how can I serve people through a furniture store? How can I affect a community or a region by selling furniture? I can't, but I can use that platform to show people that I love you. And Lord, there's people in this room right now that have that platform that are maybe questioning how to use it and how to do it. And just pray that you just give them direction, Lord, and show them the open door and the avenue. And just let them feel comfortable saying, okay, I'm going to step out and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be a pastor. I'm going to be a minister with my platform. As a Christian, the things that you've given me, I'm going to take them. I'm going to run with it. Just thank you, Lord, for this opportunity. Just, just pray that over everyone in this room. Our Heavenly Father. We just bow before you now, Lord, and surrender, God. We surrender our own agendas. We surrender our fears. We surrender our shortcomings, Lord, because you are the ultimate provider, Lord. You are the overcomer. It is only through your strength, Lord, that we are able to do anything. And God, I just pray right now for 
for the hearts in here that need to be opened, for the minds that need to be open to what your will and path is, Lord. And I just pray that you will give them strength, God. Give them strength to, to go out and fulfill what that purpose is, Lord. And I know that some of us are, myself included, still feeling like you're striving to find that purpose, God. And we know that your divine plan will come into place when you are ready, God. And we just need to trust your timing, Lord. And I just pray that anyone out there that um, that feels that feels stuck right now or feels lost, Lord, that that you will just remind them now, God, put it on their hearts, put it in their minds, just a peace that that you will follow through with your plan in your own time, God. I just pray, Lord, that um, that your mighty strength will come up and just that we will um, just find your divine path, God, because we know that in your presence is where we find that clarity, Lord, and where we find that strength. And I know that you just have such great plans for the people that have a vision church, Lord, um, and under this ministry, God. And we just thank you for that. And we thank you for placing them here, God, so that they can fulfill their purpose. Yes. Now, would you lift your hands all around the room? I'd like you to pray after me. Heavenly Father, thank you that you have the plan for my life. I submit to it. I decide to be a doer of your will to use every available platform that you give me to make a difference in people's lives. Now, Father, we pray a blessing over Joe and Lara. Just reach your hands up to them, God. Lord, I pray for greater anointing. I pray for more influence, more open doors. Lord, I thank you for where you've brought them, but you're not done. Your best days are still out in front of them. So, Father, we thank you for your anointing on their lives. In Jesus' name, amen, amen, amen. Thanks so much for listening. If you would like to support this ministry financially, you can do so at visionnwa.com forward slash give. Be sure to subscribe to our podcast available on iTunes and SoundCloud. Vision Church, vision for life.